0: Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast. I'm meteorologist Kirstie Zontini, And I'm meteorologist McCall
1: Vrydags. This is a podcast all about weather. We are two broadcast meteorologists in Dayton,
0: Ohio. And we just can't stop talking about weather. So when we're not on TV, we figured why not jump behind the mic to answer your weather questions and talk about all things meteorology.
1: Now remember, you can listen to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast anytime you want on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and WHIO.com
0: hey mccall hey Kirsty. what a morning it was say that again and afternoon and you know know. pretty active day first big winter storm and And it's not winter (laughs) no
1: it was an icy storm for us this time around a few days ago we were watching a cold front that came through So much drier that was in place. Yeah, it just ate it all up. You know, it just ate all the moisture. We were looking for the chances for snow that just didn't pan out. And then as it passed to our east, we had another area of low pressure that developed on the southern tip of Mm -hmm. this front, and it started to move back north, and that's what we dealt with out there today.
0: And it's just a whole different ballpark when you have a southern storm because the amount of moisture that it can really Mm -hmm. pull up with it is a lot different than a cold front that comes from the northwest that's squeezing out you know, just a little bit of moisture with it. But this this area of low pressure, I mean, it was not only impactful in Ohio, but Pennsylvania, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Illinois, Indiana. You know, it's it's just huge. Yeah, and it, it
1: came in the beginning of the season, and I was chatting with Kirsty this morning when I came in, and, you know, thankfully, this system came in, um, first in our right. season because our ground temps were still relatively warm when this system came in. Yes, it did create some slick spots, but had this been four weeks later and we've had yes. colder days leading up to it, I am pretty confident that the road conditions would have been way worse. No, it would have been
0: a crippling ice storm for yes. us. This was still very impactful, the amount of trees that came down, power lines. Um, I mean, it's it's something that we don't typically have this much ice accumulation mm-hmm. in the Miami Valley. Yes, we've had a few ice warnings here or there, but I mean, at least in my forecasting time here, this is the first real real thick ice accumulation that I've that I've noticed.
1: Yeah, and what was quite dangerous about it was the fact that it was falling during the darkness yes, hours of the night. Gosh, so it's you, the
0: worst.
1: I mean, even on a cloudy day, the sun rays can get through and help yeah.
0: warm up the pavement. But mm-hmm. when it's nighttime, you're you know, losing all bets it. Are you're off. expending that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so yes, that of course contributed to a lot and The fact that if this would have been truly in wintertime, it would have just been a whole different world. And that's not to say we might not have a threat like that again this winter. We will really have to watch when we have those tricky systems Mm -hmm. where we get, um, you know, into that warm slot but not warm enough at the surface. Yeah. So.
1: But we have to give kudos to the crews that were out there. Oh, yeah. Because and they were out. They were out, and they were prepped, and they were ready for this event. Yeah. Uh, had they not been out there salting the roadways, who yep. knows? Maybe we would have seen um, some more accidents this yes. morning.
0: And that leads into our guest. Exactly. And she is a pretty important woman here in the Miami <laughs> Valley. Uh, we have Mandy Dillon with us. She is the District 7 uh, Public Relations Officer for the Ohio Department of Transportation. Mandy, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really wasn't sure if we may have to cancel this today (laughs) just because I knew you'd be super busy and your crews were. But why don't we go back to maybe the beginning of the week for you? What was it like, I guess, hearing about this storm system and really knowing this would really be the first good chance your crews are going to be out? Well, our crews do a pretty good job of keeping an eye on the radar
2: and on the storms as they're coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been busy the last month or so doing our inspections. Okay. So we knew, you know, at every year when we get close to this time, um, we're gearing up for it and we know it's coming. So luckily, a lot of our inspections have already been done. They um, were out working, making sure that Uh, all of the trucks and plows were working, making sure that our brine makers were working Mm -hmm. correctly. So we were prepared for this one. Um, They were watching the radar and had crews on standby to come in. And so luckily, you know, we had everybody out there and they were pre-treating yesterday and then
0: out there working today to just try and keep that ice from building up. Yeah, and what, um, I guess, in terms of inspections or any fall prep, excuse me, that
1: Oh, goodness. We lost Kirsty there. But uh, as far as inspections are concerned, what are some of the things that we're inspecting on those vehicles? Sure. Um, They do a 150-point inspection. Um, I don't know what all
2: 150 of Mm -hmm. those points are, but um, I know that they check all of the lights to make sure that the strobe lights and the headlights Mm -hmm. and everything are working. That's very important because a lot of times, if you're following a plow truck on the roadways, um... There can be a snow cloud behind them. So we want to make sure that those lights are working correctly. Um, they made sure that all of the plows are working correctly, that they can swing in both directions. Um, also, obviously, everything under the engine, um, making sure that, I mean, there's a lot of components to those plow trucks, making sure that um, the salt, uh, that where the salt comes out in the back right. is working correctly. Um, we have a brine tanker that we use, so they were checking that as well. And then um, also just the the brine machine itself making sure that it's um, working correctly so that we know we'll have everything we need when the storms hit. What is brine?
1: Can you I was just gonna ask that one? I'm back by the way. Sorry
2: about that, everyone. Okay. We we get that question a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. brine is it's basically um, the easy answer is it's basically water. Uh, mixed with salt, it's kind of like a calcium mixture, like a water water mixed with salt that they can put down on the roadway um, to keep the ice from sticking to the pavement. Mm-hmm. Um, we also use quite a bit of agricultural de-icer, which is made of beet juice, oh. and it's um, it's really effective as well. And it's more of a natural. So yeah. is it
1: literally made from beets?
2: Yes, literally
0: beet. I think juice. I, like
1: I've. <laughs> I've been here for six years yeah. because I'm from New York and they throw salt. And I heard beet juice, but mm-hmm. I, I think that was, I thought that was just a term that you guys called it. I don't like, think it's like, really I like lingo or something. It actually came from the beet.
0: I, <laughs> no, it actually comes from beet. That's amazing. That's really, and it's you're, like you said, it's natural. So that's sure. nice. Because you know, I'm assuming then it wouldn't be like harmful to pets because I know they always say, like, oh, be careful in the winter right. when the salt starts to build up and stuff. So that's pretty neat to have that alternative. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, in terms of you've done the prep part. Um, what about your actual plow drivers? Do you staff heavy for the winter, um, or bring st- start to bring more people in? You know what I mean, because you're going to have plow drivers now instead of just ODOT crews. Um, you know, we explain do. that process.
2: Um, we do seasonal hiring. Uh, we usually start that kind of in the summer to fall. Start putting out some um, some just notifications to people that might be interested. We actually have some hiring fairs that we do in you know August September. And typically that's for, we have nine counties in our district, okay. um, you know, obviously 88 counties statewide with ODOT, but our district is nine counties and um, each county is different. It depends on, you know, the need, how many seasonal employees we will hire, but we do, we look for seasonal people to come in and people that are interested in plowing and just helping out with the winter work. And sometimes that can turn
1: into full time. Wow. Are there like uh, shifts like uh, the drivers are only allowed to drive this many hours before they have to get off the roads? Yes. Um, sometimes
2: we, we will go sometimes to 12-hour shifts. It mm-hmm. just depends. But, um, yes, we keep a really close eye on how much our drivers are behind the wheel just to make sure that everyone is alert and they're not getting tired. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we have a way of working all of that out. Our managers do uh, Kind of do a rundown for each storm and schedule everything and make sure that everybody's getting the right amount of hours and not working too much.
1: Now, each storm is different, obviously, but is there like a structured plan as to how you guys stage uh, that's similar from storm to storm or is it really just dependent upon where the needs are? I think for the most part, it's it's sort of structured.
2: Like you said, every storm is different. Mm-hmm. But um, anytime we know there's going to be a storm coming, our managers kind of get together. There's a meeting where they look at the radar. Mm-hmm. They meet with their crews. They figure out a game plan to see what's going to be the best um, plan of attack. And then our employees are um, put on standby typically. In Montgomery County, we're lucky we do have an overnight crew uh, all the time, so that helps. Um, But our employees are put on standby, and our managers kind of look to see what's coming. Is it coming as rain first is it coming as ice is it going to be snow um if it's coming in as rain first Mm -hmm. sometimes that's difficult because we can't really pre-treat if Mm -hmm. we put the pre-treat um solution down on the roadways it'll just be washed off it's almost like a waste so we have to watch that but
0: yeah i mean they they sort of have a structure but every storm is different yeah I mean that's like quite a process, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially in Ohio winters that can go all the way into spring, and like we saw this year, started in fall, mm-hmm. right? Um, in terms of, I guess, what it's like for people. I hope that you do know when people see ODOT trucks, like they get really excited because they do know, like, okay, they're out, yeah. the roads are getting done, the roads are getting clean. Um, but for your drivers, what do they hope the public does to make sure that that they're, you know? being able to work as effectively as possible
2: well you know We have to remember our drivers work here because they live here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they live here because this is where they were raised. They have family and friends here. So it's really important for them also to keep those roads clear and safe. Mm -hmm. And the best thing that the public can do is give them some space. I know we say that all the time, but it is true. Give them some space. I know there is a tendency sometimes to want to get right behind that plow because it feels like a safety zone. Mm -hmm. But you need to give them a little bit of room because there is a snow cloud that can come up from behind there um it's difficult to see and so just give them some room and also be patient with them they're not moving as fast as right. regular <laughs> vehicles might be so you know give them some room and be patient and then just slow down slow down out there so how are the salt barns doing
1: the salt barns are doing well mm-hmm. we're we're okay on salt so we're good to, you think if we had like a really bad winter, we're prepped and ready? Yes, I believe we're fine.
2: Okay. Um, salt prices were a little higher this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think we are fine as far as stocked. So
1: so if I'm living good. in a neighborhood and it's a pretty bad storm, and obviously the crews are uh, on the main roads, but I might need someone to come do our residential street. Is that something that I would have to call a local plow person for? Or can I contact ODOT somehow to alert them that maybe this neighborhood is in need?
2: Well, it's it would be something that a local mm-hmm. um, w- would handle. However, you know, we don't have a problem at all crossing boundaries as mm-hmm. far as working with other agencies. So if it's a situation where somebody just doesn't know what number to call mm-hmm. and the number that's in front of them is ODOT, Of course they can call us, and we can get them to the right agency or the right
0: municipality. Um, We take those calls all the time. Yeah. And and you might not know this off the top of your head, but maybe you do. But so the 88 counties of Ohio – I guess in a highway or like amount of roadways for people like how much road coverage is that that that, that you're responsible for Oh
2: wow cuz it's um, a lot
0: right I mean it's it like is, every main It highway, is a lot.
2: Correct? Um and I'm not sure exactly off the top of my head I wouldn't want to give you a number I'm afraid I would give you the wrong <laughs> I just one I thought I was probably stretching uh, on that but <laughs> but I know yes there's a lot of lane miles yeah. I want to say in our district alone I think we have four, more than 1400 lane miles Okay. Um And so, and that's...
0: That's just nine counties.
2: Yes, that's just nine (laughs) counties. So there's a lot. And um, I know that they said last year alone, I think we plowed more than 10 million miles wow. of snow or something yeah. in the in the whole state wow. not just in our district but in the whole state so it's it's a lot it's a lot of work out there and you know these crews go out and they're not just making one pass you know they're on those mm-hmm. those roads making several passes mm-hmm. and so when you add all of that up it's a lot of time definitely is I think is about there them.
1: is there a strategy I feel like sometimes when we're getting very heavy snow they may just be plowing one lane is that strategy or is there is some strategy
2: and What they have to do, you know, it depends on the storm, again, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they will try to plow um, inside to the outside because they're trying to move the snow off of the road. So Mm -hmm. if you have a situation like on an interstate where you have three lanes, um, they typically will try to plow, you know, inside to the out Mm -hmm. um, so that they're not just leaving snow in the middle, obviously. So there are different strategies
0: Um, it just depends. Yeah. No, I mean that makes sense. I wouldn't have even thought of like that's what Mm -hmm. they were actually trying to do. Because a lot of times, yes, when you have that, you know, chunk of snow in the middle, people get caught on that and Mm -hmm. that can really create issues when you're driving.
2: In some of the bigger storms and on some of the bigger interstates, it's really a a kind of a cool thing to see. Um, some of the districts, they they do almost like a plowing train where you would put (laughs) um two or three trucks together side by side just a, a little bit tapered off, but yeah. one behind the other in each lane so that one plows snow to the to the next lane, that one hits it, it plows to the next lane, that one gets it, and it eventually gets off onto the... The side of the road, wow. so and they'll do that for some really heavy storms. Yeah. Sometimes I, I can recall that uh, in New York.
1: That oh I yeah, like exactly. that was Is that your whole life? storm. And, and talk about people getting frustrated that they can't pass. You're yeah. <laughs> behind a blockade of plows. But I mean, it's it for clears the best. everything. It does. Right. right. It does. It's like you're welcome. New Yorkers are speedy people. <laughs> they don't like to wait
0: <laughs> on anyone. They don't want to drive slowly. <laughs> Uh, in your recent memory, I guess, uh, what do you think has been one of our worst winter years in terms of your cruise? Maybe them getting overworked or tired. Are you guys really having to make sure that you were scheduling people, you know, so they weren't getting overworked?
2: Boy, um, you know, it was several years ago, and I can't remember the exact year, which one it was. I know we had a couple years there that, that we had a little bit of a break. Yeah. But I want to say two or three years ago, we got hit pretty hard, and it was really... Crazy. We had a lot of a lot of overtime. A
1: lot of people working around the clock. So. I think I do remember that year. Mm-hmm. I think we may have even run out of salt that year. Or we were right. You know, we were cutting getting down really close on you end. know how much salt we were being using. Yeah. Right. And a lot of the the side roads, unfortunately, had to stay the way they were because we right. didn't have anybody to put treatment down on it. It wasn't that right. they weren't getting plowed, but you
0: wound up having just like a layers coating of, of ice snow and, and ice. Snow. Oof. Yeah. That was probably what the the First couple of winters that we had started, we had really bad winters mm-hmm. when McCall and I first got here to
1: WHIO. So if we have a, a couple of storms that are coming back to back and you're getting the snow that's accumulating, um, is there anything that like the resident can do as far as like where they're parking on the roads to make it better for those crews to come through? Well, you know, I think
2: probably in residential areas, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are different um rules that they have, you know, there may be days that they plow. ODOT typically is um, mainly responsible for interstates, U.S. and state routes. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, we usually don't have a lot of that Mm -hmm. issue, Um, maybe in some of the rural areas, Um, but in like residential municipalities and towns, you know, I don't want to speak for them, but yes, I know there are signs in different times that they might
0: want cars parked on certain sides of the street so that it makes it easier to plow. Yeah. So for a lot of ODOT, it's more of just your driving behavior because, like you said, it's the main roads, the main highways, excuse me, and state routes that they're going to be out there and uh, taking care of. Um, We kind of touched on this a little bit, and now that everyone is really into technology and everyone has a smartphone, um, tell us a little bit about how ODOT, and I'm sure, uh, you know, I mean, a couple years ago, this probably wasn't even available, but how has ODOT stepped up so that, you know, me at home, I can really start tapping into what the roads look like, where there are accents, things of that nature. Sure.
2: Um, well, you know, obviously we have a Facebook and a Twitter page. Yeah. When I first started working at ODOT, we did not. So <laughs> it is definitely something that, yes, you're right, technology has stepped up yeah. in the past several years. But we have um, a Facebook and a Twitter page, um, both for ODOT statewide and also for District 7, which mm-hmm. is the district that we're in. Um I started tweeting this morning early to let people know, you know, yeah. what to expect on the roads and, and what was going on, how many crews we had out there. So they can follow us on those. And then we also have a really cool app um, and website called OGO. And mm-hmm. it's just um, it's for the state of Ohio and it's one that people can log on to and they can get all kinds of information on their on their trip. Um, it has weather sensors. It yeah. will let you know what's going on with the roads. It also, one of my favorite features, it shows you how fast traffic is moving. Um, it, ha- it actually has colored lines that will show you if there's a, a slowdown. So yeah. you can see, like, if you're trying to get somewhere, everybody's going 25 instead of 55. You know, that's going to make a big difference in your arrival time. Mm. So it has that. It has all of our construction projects on it. Mm-hmm. It also has the ability you can... Click on um, one of the features and see the over, overhead signs where it'll show you kind of the um, just how many miles to and from and what the drive time is. Yeah. It'll show you that. Um, so there's just a lot of different features on the Ogo app. So that's one thing that we always try to encourage people to take a look at because – it is
0: really cool and it gives you a lot of information it is yeah and i mean we look at those road sensors we Mm -hmm. love them Um, it's definitely really helpful to see the road temperature and you know you guys are it's marking down if they're if they're wet if they're chemically wet if there's moisture um that's all important to to be able to see that not just as meteorologists but you know Mm -hmm. you at home i mean if people just they're able to see like You know, if the roads are wet or icy, it will tell you those road sensors that they have access to. Um, Real quick, because you just mentioned actually uh, about construction projects. How does that transition happen in the wintertime where you guys are super busy, you know, when the weather is nice, but when it gets cold out, is it all about the plows or are are your crews still working, you know, with any of that kind of stuff?
2: We still have some construction going on, obviously, through the spring and summer. Um, There's a ton of construction that's when we're we're mainly focused on that Mm -hmm. as the temperatures change it really depends on the project Um, some projects will work through the winter if it's the type of work that can be done during the winter Um, if we have demolition work things like that that are that need to be done they can do that in colder temperatures. Um, Other projects, if you need to do painting, if you need to do, there's certain things, concrete, you just can't do in certain temperatures. So when the temperature starts getting below, you know, 40 into the 30s on a regular basis, they usually will take a break and um, you may see that. construction project kind of stop work for a couple months Mm -hmm. and then they'll pick it up when the weather gets better. But we have both. We have some projects. I know our I-70 project in Clark County that is creating the third lane there Mm -hmm. between, I think, 68 and 72. Um, that one should still run through the winter. There's things they can be doing. Um, other projects, you may see a little bit of a break in.
0: Yeah. So it just depends. Understandable. You mm-hmm. yeah. know, those darn elements, they're going yes. to <laughs> block some of that work. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned also that the ODOT signs. Which mm-hmm. is kind of new. First of all, they're always the same catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and McCall and I, of course, we work close with the National Weather Service. We can't issue those watches and warnings. That's their job. Um, but something new in the past couple of winters had been snow squall uh, warnings and being able to have the Weather Service alert you using the ODOT signs um, that there are snow squall conditions, or if there's a winter weather advisor, you'll be driving and you'll notice that. Uh, tell us a little about those signs. And if there is a, I'm assuming there's a partnership with the National Weather Service or how you guys are able to get that yes. information through. We, we do work closely with them. Um, we, and this is kind of these signs, a lot
2: of that comes out of Columbus, mm-hmm. but we do, we work closely with them and, um, and just the traveling public too. I yeah. think you'll also notice some of the, um, kind of the, the sayings that will yeah, come up on clever. those signs. And, uh, <laughs> Those started from basically ODOT employees, and then they started saying, hey, you know, let's see if the public has something they want to share. And um, we've had a couple contests and have had people enter different things to come up with things to put on those signs um, just to get people's attention and let them, you know, kind of slow down and take notice. But um, those signs are a great tool. Those signs basically they, you know, most of the time they will show you Where you're going, how many miles and how long it's taking, which Mm -hmm. kind of tells you what the, you know, what traffic's like ahead. But yes, we do partner with the weather service and also have some different um, sayings and things
1: that will go up there. So they've been a great tool. Yeah, that's something I've noticed. I know uh, there's like specific mile markers where I know I'm going to see the (laughs) sign and I look forward to it. Every day, even if it's dry, like you said, to see if there's any traffic ahead. Do I need to take a different route? Um, You may not know this answer. Are there any plans to put up any more in any other locations?
2: Um, You know, I don't know right now Mm -hmm. exactly. I know that we have put up quite a few cameras Mm -hmm. and we've added some additional cameras. Those are also an awesome
1: tool on Ogo Mm -hmm.
2: because you can, you know, get on there and see what's going on with traffic. Um, But I'm not sure on the signs. Mm -hmm. Um, There may be but yeah. I'm, I'm not sure right now.
1: I think they are just like a visual alert. If you're it just is. driving around, I feel like it gets my attention. They're great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your uh, cameras, they are amazing. They help us every day because yeah. we can see road conditions. They even caught a tornado on it Right. right
0: <laughs> yes. in Park Lane, right. um, but they're very handy. Yeah. yeah. Sergeant Mark loves them as well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, Mandy, anything that is new this winter or that we're maybe missing with ODOT or with your crews that – Um, you know, whether it's just some advice for the public or, or, you know, I think you guys do a really
2: good job of getting the, getting the information out there. And we really appreciate that partnership because it is helpful to Mm -hmm. let the drivers know what's going on. Um, I'm not sure that there's a lot of new Mm -hmm. going on, but I know that we are always doing what we can to try and increase, um, you know, effectiveness out there on the roadways. And also, um, you know, we always have new technology coming in all the time. So right now, you know, it's the Ogo app and we do have our new brine tankers that we've had for a few years, but those are really helping as well. Um, Just getting more of that treatment on the roadways at a faster pace. But, yeah, I think, you know, the traveling public does a pretty good job here. And we just, you know, we thank them also for their patience. Yeah. So. Well,
0: thank you very mm-hmm. much. Tell all your crews that we think they're awesome yeah. because they we see them on our own weather camera network at all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. And they're out there plowing. And, and it really is uh, so helpful to keep not only our community, but, of course, there's ODOT, there's PennDOT. There's, every state has, you know, their Department of Transportation. And, and it, it is key to keep everyone moving. Yes,
2: yes. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: You could find us, remember, uh, in your iTunes store on Google Play, Stitcher, as well as com in the radio on demand section. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.